We're off and going for a Friday, and uh, kind of a full house. It's 102 in podcast time, Friday, February 26th. Welcome to the show. Sorry you missed yesterday. Um, yeah. My bad. I'll take that hit. Apologies. Uh, let me introduce the cast, as usual, on a Friday uh, from across the pond and inaccurate about Prince Philip's death. Philip <laughs> Hello. Um, yeah, I saw the news that, uh, like, on Wednesday, he was admitted to the hospital. I'm like, oh, Philip's going to take some heat for that. Um, That's all right. As usual, from TSA, we have TSA things to get to. The lovely Bethany is here. Hello, dear. Hi! And happy birthday, Gus! Yay, Gussie! The dog that likes me. Um, and last but not least, uh, encroaching on the territory of Bethany and Philip, because we couldn't connect yesterday, our lovely friend Alex is here with us. Hiya! Um, two black people, a little white girl, and a Jew walk into a podcast. <laughs> Could be a hell of a show. That's a hilarious, <laughs> that's actually a really hilarious podcast title. Right. It's very long. So on the the podcast, um, if you guys could do me a favor, can when we uh, when we wrap this up, can you guys share it out? Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Like you mean like post it like on social media? Like, I mean, people here will be really confused by everything that we're talking about, but they are really interested in the fact that I'd still talk to you guys. So I think people here have been listening. So I don't know if you can like look at those metrics or not. You probably got like three or four fans in London. So what are you there supposed you go. to cut us off? You're supposed to like cut us off? Like no more. Right. right. I don't know. Done. Fired. So, um, and, and with that, with that, uh, let's, we'll try to watch our language. Um, cause I get that some people might be hesitant to, to uh, share things mm-hmm. out because of how vile we can get it sometimes. Uh, um, so, okay. Sorry. I'm pretty sure I was encouraged last week. So uh, you, you were, you were. You, you were. were. I'd say Bethany's like the least offender, so. Uh, but Philip, like in your case, like take a screenshot of it and put it on your Instagram. Like take a screenshot of the podcast and where to get it and put it over your dick and then put it on Instagram. <laughs> oh my God. Say. I'm totally doing that. I'm a hundred percent doing that. That would be perfect. The link doesn't post nicely to social media, but no. I found if I take pictures of the podcast on Spotify or whatever, it gets more reach. And like for Bethany, um, like, t- and by the way, I'm putting this out there because we've hit like a hard plateau with how many people we're reaching and I want to crush through that. Okay. So like gotcha. Bethany, we'll talk about stepping out in a minute. So if there's any way that you can even share it on the TSA page, that's why I'm asking that we keep some of our vileness down, but things like that. So everybody good? Yep. Yeah, I'll do my best. You just got, sometimes you got to reel me in. You got to say, Philip. Calm down, and I'm right. good. I'll, I got you. So there is a developing situation with black kids at St. John's. <laughs> this is where you want to start after you tell me that I need to like not be vile. This is where you want to start. Okay. What's wrong with black kids at St. John's? They're my neighbors. I saw them. Anyway, first of all, black kids at St. John's, like they are. Never mind. Go ahead. The, Go the ahead. Three. The right. three. Listen of them. exactly. We'll, we'll come to that because Alex and I were texting about this beforehand. Um, but first, I want to throw some. I think. It's very, it's very rare where I get to throw like good family news out in your direction. <gasps> oh, so Tracy had an ultrasound today, and mm-hmm. uh, Paul was telling me about it yesterday. I'm like, I mean, that's great. You'll get to see a, a smushy little human. I don't know how far along. So she's doing August. So Bethany, what's that math? Is she halfway through? 
<laughs> I mean, August is the eighth month of the year. She has oh, to be God. nine months pregnant. So um, I'll send you guys the picture, but it's not a smushy little human. It like it's got really long legs, um, but you well, can tall. You, you can see the the body. I'll send it to you guys. So she got an ultrasound today or whatever that is, and Aww. I can see it. But that, so that's good news. But I I think there's there's better news. I was ta- I finally cornered Paul um, yesterday after calling him several times this week. And he didn't call me back. And I catch him yesterday. I'm like, Paul, can you call me back? He's like, you don't ever answer your phone. <laughs> oh, burn. Shade. Not, not, <laughs> true. Not, not completely untrue. But if I am, if I have called him, he doesn't answer, and he calls me back, I'm going to do my best to try to answer. And I said, Paul, you can always text and say, hey, are you busy? Let's catch up, or, or I'm going to call you. Whatever. But that's rather here or there. But I, I finally was able to corner him, and I, I wanted to know, and I'd ask my dad, and he didn't know. I'm like, Paul, this is like this is August. August is going to come quickly. Um, where is the kid going to live? Like, which room? There's three upstairs bedrooms. Um, is there any furniture being bought or erected? Are you going to paint the room? Like, wh- And nothing has been done so far, but he doesn't seem all that concerned. I guess there's some... I mean, th- th- that's something you need to do, like, ahead of time. Like, that's some, like, you... Need to click in real quick. Um, may I step in? Know. She may I step in? She yeah. with a vagina on this podcast. So me and Bethany, me and Bethany. Like, what did I don't? What do I not know about Bethany? I would say like she has to make sure she's out of hot water first. Like she's not out of the water as a female. Right. So that I mean, God forbid, which is not something that we want. But you know, pregnancies can be lost like four or five months in. So. Um, and then you have a room painted blue or green or yellow and cribs and furniture and stuff. So I would say she needs to wait until she's out of the water. I completely, yeah. and I don't think until it comes out, they're out of the water. But I, I, everything has seemingly been good. I'm going to chalk this up to they're just going to do it at the last minute. But Alex, you're a thousand percent right. Um, there's going to be some like musical bedrooms and stuff. And I guess Paul said that. Uh, somebody has some furniture for them. I'm like, whatever. Aww. I also, because I've talked about with you guys before that Tracy can be, uh, ooh. So my dad totally stepped in it. Like, I've told you guys before that Tracy <laughs> is not thrilled with certain names she's called, and I just kind of avoid it and stumble over it. My dad called her fat the other day. And <gasps> oh, she, uh, oh, my God. <laughs> whoa, whoa. Barry, <laughs> I, I even was aghast. Uh, I mean, like I, w- I, I want to say like in one context, but it's just not. It's just not all right. <laughs> My dad said, "You know, Tracy, you're you're looking a little fat." And <gasps> did she scream at him? I'm effing pregnant. <laughs> yeah, I I was like, "My dad knows that Tracy can be prickly and and the goalposts can move, but like." My dad is an older generation, obviously. Like, that that was never good then, and it certainly isn't good now. But, yeah, I guess Tracy had a real meltdown, and I, I told my dad that should have just... It doesn't matter if it's coming from a joking way. That's You can't do that one. But uh, I let Paul know that the week that Tracy's due, like August 6th, I can't be home because I have Jeep Fest. Um, there's going to be a lot going on with that that I've been asked to be a part of. So I just said, just making sure that there's no expectation for me to be there. Because, again, Tracy can take take offense to some things that we don't expect. 
Um, that's clear. But the cool thing here is, I said, Paul, what are we doing with the name here? Um, are you going to name it Phoenix Part 2? Um, my brother works at the dealership named, called Fred Beans. Are, we gonna, are you going to call it Frederica Beans? Like, what's the name? Have you given any thought to, to naming it after mom? And I can't ever give you how my brother tells me a story, but... It sounds like the baby will be named after my mom. Oh, that's cool. That's so, that is very nice. That delights me because Paul and my mom were extremely close. And, um, yeah, I thought that that would be important. I thought, as I've mentioned, I think, to Philip and Bethany before, Tracy can usually strong arm a lot of things. That's how, that's how she fucking went to Disney when she was pregnant. Um, <laughs> I would have, like, shot the plane out of the air to prevent that from happening. But um, I'm, it's, it seems like she's going to go along with that. And then end names started running through my head. Nadine, huh? Naughty, Natural. I, but I, if, I hope they stick with that. And I hope they name the little girl with an N after my mom. Because my mom meant a lot to Paul. Well, I feel like it That's should be cute. straight up Natalie. Isn't, isn't that your mom's yeah. name? She sh- her name should be straight up Natalie. Doesn't have to be. Should be. Because, like, girls aren't really juniors, and I throw that in, like, the junior territory. Oh, no. No would way. You, would you, like, I mean, and I'm not trying to poke the bear by any means. This is a true question. What if it was, like, a middle name? Would you? Would it still have the same sentiment to you? No, no, no. Okay. Oh. No, that's, like, that's how, like, my mom always won the first name battle. Um, and my dad <laughs> was, like, relegated to loser, Second place, the, the middle, the middle name. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So that that's why I was concerned. But no, I, I'm glad it will be a first name, um, and and hopefully it's something with N. So if anybody has like N names they want to throw, I'd be happy. Natasha. To pass along. That's a good one. I do. I seriously. It's gonna be a, a Russian ballerina. Natalia. <laughs> Natalia. Yes. I, I, I don't. I don't want to do Natalie. Because again, because of the junior thing, and it's only like one generation removed. But Natalia, Natasha. Oh, they, see, I would totally do that. I would totally do like, um, like you Nadia. Know. Yeah. Yeah. I, no, yeah. No, Natalie. I, I would no, straight I would up do, do Natalie. Natalie because, right, because she has since, you know, died, left this world. Um, so I think it would totally be fine. Yeah, I think that's perfectly acceptable. And it's not to say that it's a trend, but you're finding that a lot of kids in 2020, 2021, 2019 are getting names like Josephine and Vera. Excuse me? They're being named. No, I'm I'm dead serious. Like the names are getting way more. They're being named after the Golden Girls? (laughs) Yes. Yes. (laughs) Sophia. You know, and (laughs) you told Hopo to beat me. What do you mean? They're being, they're getting old school and they're also, there's a lot more sentimental value in them. Yeah. Okay. And it, it makes sense that a lot of those names, like some of those names perked up in the 2000s, but now we're like a century or more removed from when those names were, were big and they're coming back. So, mm-hmm. um, so here, I'll, I'll say it this way. Everybody think of N words. All right. Before, All uh, right. <laughs> And to the next story, kids at St. John's. <laughs> I said it. I said it. I said Beautiful it. Beautiful transition. Beautiful. That was, the, that was the black one that said it. <laughs> we'll come back to that. Um, so, it, 
Does everybody agree and see, and Philip, obviously you're in another country, everything I've seen and heard says, like, we're two or three weeks ahead of where we should be when it comes to beating COVID. Like, we're in a good spot. Does everybody agree? I think so. You know, the minute you say that, we're going to regress, and it's going to get crazy again. So everybody just shut your mouth. All right. <laughs> Philip, get your how- vaccines when they're available to you and <clears throat> move on. Philip, how is it there? Yeah, I mean, like what Bethany just said, also I want to jump on that. It's really true. Like, the vaccine is best for you. I agree with the slogan they're using. The vaccine is best for you and the one that's available to you, so do that. Um, I don't know, man. Like, things are at a point here where I remember I told you guys last week we were waiting for an announcement from Boris Johnson about, like, what was going to happen, if we were going to be coming out of this, like, quote-unquote, lockdown quarantine that we've been in. I know you hate that word, Eric, but uh, he came up with, like, this whole plan to do it where like throughout the month of March, April, May, and June, we're basically coming out of it completely because our numbers have gone down significantly and they keep falling down from like death rates, hospitalizations, to those being actually diagnosed with it. Um, They ordered 30 million of the Johnson & Johnson uh, vaccines that should be coming like in July. Besides that, there are six others that they've ordered tens of millions of, including the one that was made here and the two made in America. So it's going well, right? It's going well, like it's going okay, I guess. Um, we have, I'm over uh, it. it's, it's not getting bad. It's not getting worse. These, these variants and, um, different strains have, have not dampened, um, moving forward. And Alex has a second vaccine update that we'll get to here on the podcast. But, um, so we have opening day. We discussed that last weekend and things are starting to come back. Uh, kids are getting back into schools. The governor here yesterday just raised the amount of people that are allowed for indoor and outdoor sporting activities. So it feels like we're trending in a good direction. Um, One of those events, and I do want to go somewhere with this, but first, Bethany, uh, TSA Step It Out is returning, correct? Um, It is. It's virtual, however. Um, And we're calling it Stepping Up this year. I'm just kind of give it a different name since it is virtual, but we are doing it. It'll be March 13th. Um, We'll have information on our website and Facebook and Instagram and all that stuff. Um, I posted yesterday about it. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's going to be um, more of like a video presentation for about 30 minutes. And uh, it'll be uh, an appeal for our Student Opportunity Scholarship, which helps kids with master classes and private lessons and anything outside of their TSA curriculum that they can apply for. So, um, so that'll be going on. There's still an auction part of it and uh, raffle tickets for a Yeti um cooler full of booze so that's exciting for those that um, don't know stepping out is a great opportunity to see dave gurky in a ruby red slipper <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> um no but it, it is our biggest fundraiser of the year so we're we're happy to be able to do it in some capacity um it'll just be virtual but in all honesty like there are people that are like can i just make a donation to not have to come and here's your perfect opportunity. You can just make a donation and you don't have to leave your couch. So, um, yeah. Um, where, where and how is it happening? Is it going to happen at the school? Uh, it's happening online. We're pre-producing the, the video portion. So that's what we're in production for right now. Okay. Uh, so the, the video will run and then like the auction and raffle and stuff like that will open on the 13th and run through the 23rd. So, uh. Can I be in it at all, or would I have to design my own shoe? <laughs> um, 
I will find a spot for you. I have shoes you can use. I feel that, um, you know, we had that agreement that Dave Gerke called me out on back in like April or something or whatever. That you could be on the show, but you have to talk about stuff. I have more than fulfilled my side of the bargain. I would like TSA to use me more. So, absolutely, I'll okay. pimp you out. <laughs> well, so you want to be pimped out by TSA? Done. Undisclosed is June twenty fourth. So yes. let's oh, go. Perfect timing. That's a perfect segue. Um, so June twenty fourth for Undisclosed. Um, there's all the events. Ah, the art one is my favorite one. What's that one again? That's Undisclosed. That's right? Undisclosed, yeah. Okay. That's my favorite one at TSA, but TSA always has great events. But in June, so, um, to me, it's the unofficial start of festival season. Mm, um, true. That, at the beginning of June is the Old West End Festival. Maybe a month or so ago, quietly, it was canceled. I did read that they might that I read they might do something in in the fall. It was very nebulous, um, but it's definitely coming back next year. And I was a little disappointed, as most people were. And this was before things started to improve COVID-wise, because you know, almost in festival, yeah, there's a lot of people, but it's like other than going into people's houses and stuff like that, the the house tours, which I never knew were only like six houses. Everything's outside. So long story short here to the point, bring that thing back. Yeah. As someone that has been a part of the old West end festival and lived in old West end, I don't think it's necessarily the festival that is put on. That's the problem. It's probably the house parties that happen after hours that people are worried about. Yeah, you're kind of. You're probably right there. People are out of their minds. I get that. And I think it's probably still going to happen anyway, but I feel like if there's not the festival atmosphere, it will happen less. I think you're right, Bethany, in the sense like living there, it will still happen because it's the neighborhood. The neighborhood's going to do something regardless. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of stuff, though, because people are also cautious in the old West End. That's probably why it was canceled. They made us move everything outside because, for the most part, any after-hour party that I went to, we were in somebody's backyard, in somebody's front yard. Rarely was I mm-hmm. ever stuck in a house unless it was raining outside. Right. Didn't Didn't Dewine though just change everything? So now weddings, festivals, like uh, fairs, all of that is now able to go on. Didn't he just say something like that? I didn't. I only saw indoor and outdoor activities like sporting events yesterday, where he really upped the percentage that we could do. But again, again, I, Bethany, I don't mean to jinx anything, but we are certainly trending in a very good direction. We are. And I'm telling you, like these two and Alex, I think we talked about it briefly on Monday. Like I'm kind of terrified of opening day, but that's in April. So the Old West mm-hmm. Festival would be almost two months later, and I think we'll be in a really good spot. And and, and granted. If you have 10,000 people or 8,000 people go to the Old West End, there's more likely there's going to be more people in houses filled, like you said, but but maybe they'll be outside. Um, scale it down. Do one day and strip away the parade. But yeah. I, and I'm not going to say the Old West End Festival should not have been canceled when it was, or I'm not going to blame anybody for being too cautious or jumping the gun. But it's not too late to bring some part of it back in the usual weekend because we're going in a good direction. We are. I yeah, think I they, think that the, I think they the, should. Yeah, the scale of what it is. I mean, they you have to start planning the day after it ends. So yeah, I I can understand that. Like, even a month ago when shit was crazy, I mean stuff was crazy. 
um, you know, it, when you're trying to plan something and it's, it's that far out, it's really hard to yeah. like plan and put things in motion and contracts and stuff like that when you just don't know what is going to happen. And so I, I can understand them just canceling it because it's, it's okay. too hard to tell. But hopefully, you know, they can make something happen that's less work to plan ahead of time. Can I share something that you guys won't judge me for? Ooh. <laughs> you can try. <laughs> I have never been. Never. You've also, See, you also don't do opening how? days. I don't do opening days. I've never been to the, I don't, so I didn't even know it was a thing the first few years that I was living here. And then once I kind of made more friends and got more like involved in Toledo things, it was like, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm going to go to this. But there was never, I don't know. There was never, I've never, I had never seen like discussion about it or any kind of marketing or media. Like I see the German American festival on billboards all over town. You know what I mean? So I knew, and that was in like June for a festival that's in August. So I knew when that was happening, but I just, so I would always forget or I would be out of town. So I've never been able to go and I'm you know so bummed because I really want to. I'll accept that reasoning because it, it isn't really advertised. Like the money that's put in Soul Western Festival, the little money that they do get isn't made for advertising because it's like, it's mostly for the neighborhood. But yeah. like you said, from your friends, like word of mouth spreads and the festival thrives. So yeah. it's a, yeah. But also, how long have you been in Toledo? <laughs> uh, right. What am I, 37 years? Oh my god, have you never been? I've never been. Shame on me. Okay, you have to give me at least the first two or three years that like I didn't have friends. Right. So <laughs> <laughs> Okay, but okay. then what about the four years after that? Okay, rain and then I went out of town and then the uh, and then I forgot. <laughs> the festival goes on, rain or shine. Girl, it was it was hailing. The the, the last year that oh, Danny came matter. with me. It was hailing outside. We were we were dancing in the hail. You hear me? Drunk oh and filling our lives. It was Never great. been. And I really want to go. So It's a good time. Um, I know. It's my, it's my favorite festival. Yeah. Like, See, mine I is, love Pride. But mine like, is Pride. It's like so fun. It's oh, less of a, gosh. For, for those who are not here for the curse words, it's much less of a shit show than Pride. And I say that with, with love. <laughs> It depends on where you are, to be real, yeah, because like, like, it depends on where you are, because some people's front lawns, not naming any names, but we know whose front lawn it is, where the keg is at, and get a little bit shitty as night goes on, excuse my language, and then over by, what is it, the gazebo, what is that called, Bethany, where the, all the bands are at? What do they a call it? A gazebo? That? No, yeah, it's not like the gazebo. The, it's not the gazebo, but it's like the back off of, like, not where like the main drag is coming from like the art museum yeah um, it's the block over yeah it's like when you get more it's like the hood side of the old west end <laughs> yeah there's like an area that we block off and you can drink in that area and there are bands that play and at night when the bands get going because they have like bitch thunder come in and they'll have like oh the arts and clams come in and people turn yeah. up it's so. like where all like the beer is and like yeah the alcohol i'm ready for it trucks. I'm yeah. ready for it. I need it in my life this year. What one of our goals, Danny and I, was to have our ceremony at the Old Wilson Festival because of like oh. what it means to him and I. Oh. So you would have came to that. It's just obviously pandemic. So maybe not. I mean, maybe we still will, but it's just you know we're a few years into that. So <laughs> um, next thing, and we'll get to the black kids. Don't you worry out there. <laughs> you better get to the black kids. They matter. Yes, they so, do. <laughs> so uh, Alex has a second dose update f- 
for us. And um, oh my god, it's it, Bethany. You you got one so far. When's your second? March fifth. Okay. Oh. Um, Alex, second second dose. It's it was as advertised, right? Um, I I don't think so. I think it was worse than as advertised. I I like um. So I got my second dose on when uh, Tuesday, and so Wednesday I was just. It was 24 hours of hell. I was able to go back to work after my second dose and I was fine. I toughed it out like I was not feeling very well, but I'm like, you know, I'm not going to go home. And then by the time I got home, I was like, okay, I feel like crap. Um, And so I went to sleep early and I woke up the next day and I could barely get up. And it was just, I had not been that sick in so long. I hadn't been, it was like a humbling experience. I had to reflect back on it. I said, I have not been sick in over a year. And I yes. haven't been, I yeah, haven't geez. been, I haven't been this sick in years. And the last wait, wait, time wait. I felt this sick, I needed to go to the hospital and I didn't. I have a question. <laughs> I have a question for you. Did yeah. you feel, did you feel like you were ultra sick just because you spent the last year not feeling sick at all? Or do you feel like you were actually that sick? I, um, I think, I don't know. So I, that's a very good question that I feel like you stumped me on because it was, <laughs> I mean, it was an extremely humbling experience and that mm-hmm. like, bitch, you should be grateful. You have not Listen. been sick all year because you're wearing a mask. You hang, you mm-hmm. haven't gone anywhere. You're distancing from people. Look at that. And then all of a sudden you don't get sick and now boom, you're sick. And I'm a, the biggest baby about it, but well, I felt awful. Go ahead. I, I'll say this, like, as someone who has had two parents and a brother that were, as you're describing, mm-hmm. that sick, if not worse, for several days mm-hmm. in a row, and then mm-hmm. went into the hospital and was in the hospital for two months after that, like, I don't want people to hear, like, that the second dose may, you you may feel sick for 24 hours. That's yeah. 24 hours. Like, yes. if you get COVID, you could be that sick, if not worse, for several days and longer. So, so that's... like, I, I'll take the 24 hours if it happens to me because I still don't want to get the real the real virus. Let me so, jump in, let me jump go in ahead, real fast Eric. and I'll come back to you, to Alex. I, I had heard something the other day and I threw it on the podcast on Wednesday from something that I followed very closely during all of this and it was very reasonable and rational. And I had not heard this. Alex, the thing I told you when we were on the phone the other mm-hmm, day... Mm-hmm. Um, um, this isn't so. It is a hundred percent. There's a hundred percent efficacy. When you get these vaccines, you will not be hospitalized or die. You might get COVID, but you will not be hospitalized or die. And Bethany, to your point, like you might get it, but you're not going to get it like as bad as one thing or another. So that was uh, that was pretty stark when I heard that. It was just exactly, and it was just it was really humbling. I got Moderna, so I don't know if the Moderna. Um, vaccine is a little stronger than others and that and the side effects side of it um, yeah I wonder about that my both my parents like I got Pfizer yeah um, but both my parents got Moderna and my mom was sick from the first dose like she was sick for about 24 hours um, my coworker. Oh, go ahead. go ahead. Well, my coworker got Pfizer so that was why I was in and their second dosage of Pfizer was not as bad as um, mine was like I had a okay. I think my fever was at 102 um, so I went from like a fever of 99 to 100 to 102 and then the morning and the, and this was just in the second day and it, yeah it was it was it was just that bad but it was really humbling because I realized like just how much 
um, masks and distancing and not going anywhere mm -hmm. kept me from even getting like the flu or any kind of sickness. And right. then how awful it would have been if I had this actually had COVID and had it for weeks at a time, how awful that would, that must have been for everybody else. So it was really humbling. Um, mm. but it didn't stop me like the next day. So I woke up the next morning, which was yes, yesterday, Thursday, and I felt 10 times better, a hundred percent better. Now I can't tell you if that's because I felt so shitty the night before that anything <laughs> was better than that. I think it might've been because I still had a fever that day. And even last night, I still had a fever of like low grade, like 99 to a hundred. Um, but Jeez. I'm fine. You know what I mean? I'm over, like, we're past that period. And now in the next couple of weeks, it will kick itself in and I will be pr protected from what Eric is saying, which is hospitalization or dying um, from COVID. And I'm like, mm -hmm. I feel almost an obligation. I was talking to Eric about this on the phone. Like, I feel an obligation as a black person. I haven't shared it because I kind of roll my eyes at people who share their COVID vaccine cards. Um, kind of, not really, but a little. Um, but I'm like, I think I should share this because it's representation that some that I got the vaccine. I made that choice. Um, mm -hmm. But then, you know what I mean? Like, I don't want to. <laughs> like, yeah, no, I I'm not going to. You, know you did. Like, I, I didn't share mine because I was like, eh, it's kind of overkill. Like, it's kind of overkill. <laughs> you know, um, but like, it's it's really not at the same time. Like, I, I mean, I roll my eyes at people who share anything like their I voted stickers like all that stuff. When you share that, like, it's like good for you. But in my mind, good for you, because that's what you should have done. And I'm not yeah. trying to knock anybody who's not getting a vaccine. Like, your body, your choice. Do what the hell you want to do. But at the same time, like, you put that out there can also help somebody else's people aren't right. making aren't making the best decisions they're making what they hear from like mom and dad or they're making what they hear from people who like you know may have issues with the healthcare system which i completely understand those issues most of those people who have them but like the more people see that yeah you're doing it you're doing it you survive you right. survive it sucked for you but it worked for you right um the better off it is so don't feel bad about sharing that no i'm not i'm not gonna do i i'm gonna share i almost feel like I had so, like, I'm going to share it honestly. And Eric and I were talking about this. And so I'm going to say, you know, I was one that all the way up until my opportunity, I was not sure if I wanted to get it. And then once I said yes, my palms sweated immediately. I was mm -hmm. nervous and scared when I was there of just what's going to happen. And everything turned out fine. It was rough. I felt ill the next day, but I got through it. I feel 100% better because I think for um, representation purposes as a black person, like there needs to be more... You know, even when I got it, Thomas decided, you know, he's like, yeah, I will get it when my time comes. Where before he's like, absolutely not. I'm not getting mm -hmm. it. So is, it does make a difference. This is not mm -hmm. the, uh, I think it was like the 1920s. This is not uh, the, the Tuskegee Airmen experiment. Right, right. And I know, that, I know that's part of the discussion that a lot yeah. of... Um, a lot of like national healthcare professional, black healthcare professionals, and they're checking the news media and they're like, you need to stop talking about this. You need to be encouraging more people of color to be getting these vaccines. Cause at first it was like 60% of the minority population is not getting the vaccine because our country has a negative history of, you know what I mean? And they were literally checking these, these anchors in real time and saying, stop saying that. Um, I talked about this on the podcast the other day because, again, it was it was what I had heard from the writer who uh, who I mentioned earlier, Derek Thompson from The Atlantic. He's the one that had written something up last July about hygiene, the bane of hygiene theater. And it's like, well, and he, I loved one quote 
that he had in this podcast that I was listening to. He's like, this was never a ground war. Like, mm-hmm. scrub, 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 scrub. Uh, you're not going to get COVID from a pen. It was an air war. Alex, what's your uh-huh. favorite D word? Uh, never mind. D- disinfect? No, <laughs> I was like, um, <laughs> am I allowed to say this? I thought we were keeping hey. this PG. <laughs> I'll say it. It starts, starts with D, ends in droplets. Um, oh. That's, that's been the enemy during Not what I was all thinking. of this. And um, uh, Thompson and the podcast host were, were talking about how whenever, whenever they, they were talking about PSAs and how obviously this has been completely disorganized at so many levels of government. And it reminded me of when most of us were kids. I'll say I'll say the beginning of it. Um, you guys finish it up, and we have not had anything like this. This is your brain. This is your brain on drugs. <laughs> wow, Bethany and Alex, you didn't know that one. Um, after no, you did. said it, just... after you said it, yes, but that might be after, that might be before my time. Maybe a little bit. Yeah, it was. It was. Don't like, be calling me out, you, you old fart. <laughs> <laughs> They were cracking, instead of cracking eggs, they were cracking heads, they were cracking eggs. And it's like, this is yeah. your brain. I was like, no, that's going to be an omelet. But I got the point. And it was, it was emblazoned into my brain. Same thing with like, mm-hmm. you know, if you have unprotected sex, you're going to get AIDS. Um, yeah. Oh no, pregnant. There, yeah, that was, that was your or generation. Both. That was my generation. There was, there's been nothing like, we just lost <coughs> Bethany, she'll be back. There's been nothing like that during all of this. And I remember yeah. sitting here in the studio last year, there were DeWine PSAs, like do this, do that, cover up, blah, blah, blah. But there has been nothing coordinated about it, like any kind of massive PSA campaign on multiple levels, but some kind of catchy saying to get people vaccinated. You guys do you don't have- just because they're slowly rolling it out and like not everybody can get it yet? I think it's because it's uh, disorganized levels of government. Do you guys not have the slogan that we have? Because I thought it came from America. What is it? It's the, it's the one I said about from Beth and earlier. It's like the right vaccine for you is the one that's available to you. No. Because there's so oh, many no. out there and people are like, which one do I take? Which one don't I take? No. Like, what's the side effects here? And they're like, don't worry about that stuff. All of it's going to assist in keeping you out of the hospital and from dying. So the right vaccine for you is the one that's available to you. I'm surprised you guys don't have that. I thought no, it came from no. there. You no. got people here who think carbs are going to make them fat. Um, <laughs> so, and, and, and like again, when, these, when, the, when the podcast was talking about this, again, I went right back to this is your brain on drugs. And there has been, no, again, this has been so disorganized. And I guess a lot of it is because you know who was supposed mm. to be leading and organizing and he was in office up until last month, and, and it was yeah. really hard to to coalesce and get a coalition of all this together. And there's more people here than there is in the UK. But if I knew that my brain on drugs was going to look like an, a cracked egg when I was a little boy, somebody could have come up with something clever to make it, make sure everybody gets a vaccine. So that might happen soon because I know they just reported that the new administration is rolling out a really hefty vaccine education um program so that you might actually be seeing that coming in this you might be ahead of the game (laughs) and see that coming you know what you know what like when you say that alex what goes off in my head is like this pbs infomercial that's going (laughs) to air at like 1 1 p.m for everybody to have to watch about the vaccine and what it does for you and not to you like it's gonna be one of those really weird 
like scientists explain to me in a boring way why I need to do this situations. I feel like I it's going to be on all the talk shows. <clears throat> Go ahead, Bethany. Like I I feel like once it once it is available to more people, then they can mm-hmm. advertise it. I just know that like right now because it's only like specific groups of people and they're already like booking out way in advance mm-hmm. or cutting people off because they don't have enough. Like mm-hmm. I think advertising it will just make that worse or it's kind of a mute point since unless you're 65 or older or a school employee right now, like you can't get it. So um, I think once, once everybody can get it or more people, you know, can, can get it, then starting to push it will be better because if you want it, you can actually get it that type of thing. Um, So I'm not really surprised that I haven't seen it advertised just because it's not accessible to everybody. One thing that I do find a little strange that I'm, I don't know, I don't know the, the, the logistics of it, but in our, in our phase in Ohio, like in the phases that we have, um, I was phase one a, which is why I was able to get my vaccine in January. And that was at the late stage of phase one a, and they mm-hmm. said that eventually all phase one airs, it will be closed and nobody will be able to get it anymore. What? And I, right. Until, until your age group comes around. Now, I don't know how they're actually enforcing <laughs> that because I still get a lot of emails with vaccine appointments if I have anybody that needs it. But that's just because I'm in the database. Um, and it doesn't say if you're a phase one, a, you can get your vaccine. It says one B only. I think that that's, because I coordinated for myself to get the vaccine and everybody at our agency, there were people who were back and forth with me about fears of signing up. And I said, if you do not sign up, you will not be able to get it again. And then I felt bad because days later, some employees that decided not to get it were asking me if they could get it. And now they can't get it anymore. They have to wait. Um, And I'm just like, I don't, I don't love that it shut like phase one a is shut down now. So you can't, you cannot go forward if you're not elderly, a teacher or, you know what I mean? Um, right. That, that should have been explained. Um, and again, this is why it's so important to get as much, in, I think as much information yeah. out there as possible. Now granted, I get Bethany's point of, you don't want to create this mess where people want it, but can't get it. But right. a little, a little fine print goes yeah. a long way. And I think it would have, helped combat the disinformation or the Facebook doctors about it's going to rewrite my DNA. Yes, asshole. That's how you fight off a, oh, yeah. Ab- a Ab- virus. <laughs> so yeah. again, I'm going to continue to blame all levels of government for, for something like mm-hmm. that, Alex, where they can you accurate. Like, mm-hmm. look, you're a one a you're first in line. We're going to get to you. But if you, if you come late, like you got to go to the back of the line. Sorry. They should. Yeah. And there that luckily I found that out early. So I was able to educate everybody within my own agency about that. And they still came came up afterwards. The problem is they're also not really paying close attention because I know one or two people that snuck their loved one in to get a vaccine that did not qualify for any of these phases and realistically shouldn't have got it until the summertime. But they snuck them in and got it. So, you know what I mean? It's just um, not no judge, no shade, but it, it's still, I feel like they should at least leave it open for as you go on. So now they're in phase one B, but if anybody in phase one A needs it, that wasn't able to, or maybe had COVID, you know what I mean? It's now available to you. Um, next thing, uh, black kids. So I'm, I'm coming home from, <laughs> tell me about the black kids. We tell me about the black kids, Eric. What's that, it's, Bethany? It's, I said, I wondered how we were going to make it around the circle. 
<laughs> so I'm, I'm driving home today, coming home from doing my errands and stuff, and I'm going uh, west on Airport Highway, like coming from Spring Meadows. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Um, I get up to, I pass Holland Sylvania Road, and then I see a handful of youths, street street kids, and I don't say that because they're black. They were just kids on the sidewalk. They were on the sidewalk outside of Home Depot, and I saw some type of camera set up there, and I'm like, I wonder what's going on. I should mm-hmm. go check it out, being in the media. I didn't because I wanted to get over the work, and I see the story, and I'm just going to read this. Now, again, it's 1.42 here in podcast time. Hopefully, it's updated um, at, at some point, but students at St. John Je- John's Jesuit, upset with how they were allowed to celebrate Black History Month, have walked out of school in protest Friday morning. St. John says it's an eternal matter. It will not comment. The students said they were told to leave the campus after the school administration called the police. The students then went across the street and went up depot to continue their protest. Toledo police responded to the school, but as of 1045, they had appeared to leave the scene. Okay, so first things... Wait. Can we take turns? Because, like, I, I'm, like, massaging my head right now. Hold, hold on a second. Um, we're still trying to figure out what uh we're still trying to figure out what what this was over how did they want to celebrate black history month it could have been an oversight by the school it could have been laziness i've spoken to a friend whose son goes there and yeah there's some 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 rich hoity-toitiness there but they're a pretty inclusive school as well so it could have been an oversight but i will say it is not a great look that you call the cops on your own students especially your especially your black students mind you you're black young men go ahead so Sorry. let me let me add what i saw um because i very quickly like eric and i were texting about it and then i said wait a minute my information not be may not be exactly accurate so let's not share it if it's not accurate but i did look a little further there was a request for t-shirts um, maybe senior style t-shirts or t-shirts to be created um, for the school in october and it involved black lives matter or something, a message of similar to Black Lives Matter. And the school said, we will have to think about it. We will have to ask the diocese or what have you. And the black students right then and there said, you've never had to think about it or ask the diocese before for these shirts. Now it's unclear if they're student, or if they're senior shirts or if they're shirts for Black History Month, but they did ask in October. And then the students were nudging them um, multiple times after that, what's the update on the t-shirt? Apparently there was supposed to be a meeting with teachers where they would talk about it, but the black students were upset because they did not prioritize it. And even when they were um, asked to, what's the update, what's the status, what's happening with this by the students, the teachers just kept on, uh, not the teachers, the administration of that school kept on brushing it off. Um, And now here we are in like Black History Month and they feel like they had not been prioritized and it has not been like that in the past for other school shirts that were created. I so. will wait my turn, but my hand is in the air. Just me, oh, I'm done. Know. I'm done. Okay. Let me hop in. I'll hop in real quick and I'll send it over to you, Philip. Um, yes, I believe all the black students were out there. There was about 10 or 12. I thought that there would be more black kids there, but I, I don't know the student body and, and how, how big it is. Um, again, I'm disappointed at the police part. Um, may, and, and if that, what Alex is sharing is completely 100% accurate, whether I don't, I hope that St. John's had a problem with just being cowardly and not knowing how to handle it rather than 
outward defiance, that would be bad. And um, I, I shared a post to Jaden's, and I love this kid so much. He came across, uh, I, I don't know if he snagged it from wherever the post was at, but people were saying, there were white people saying awful, ignorant white people things, and he took those and put it in a post. And I'm so glad he left the picture and the name of these people, because mm. when you say stuff like that, I, I don't want you to be shamed or anything like that, but if you're going to say something hateful and ignorant, or even if you say something glowing, there are consequences, good and bad. Mm-hmm. In this case, bad. So I hope that yeah. these people are excoriated for the awful things <clears throat> that they're saying. I did not even consider it would go that route, but I shouldn't have been surprised. Philip, over to you. Really quick on what you just said, Eric. Like, I completely agree. If you're going to say something that is like great, or you're going to say something that's completely like bigotry, you should be outed because then I need to know who I'm confronting when I go to talk to you. So I agree with that. Um, so first of all, my brother went to St. John's. He went there all four or yeah, all four years of high school. Um, he loved it. It was great. He would never hesitate to say that he and his his other black peers did not have issues in that school and they were in that school. It wasn't always necessarily with the students of the school, but it was with the administration and kind of having like a cultural base. Like they couldn't have a BSU necessarily. They couldn't have like those kind of things. So that really? that was that was a, like a strange situation. Has that changed now? Maybe. He graduated in 2004. That was a long time ago. Mm-hmm. So I looked into the story just a little bit as well. And if I recall properly, I look back at the fact that when this whole BLM movement was happening across the world. Um, at one point in time, St. John's had an issue with a hoax email that came from the school. Do you guys remember that? Mm-mm. I don't. No. So it was a. It was apparently like there was a hoax email that said they were gonna have a KKK rally inviting mm-hmm. sophomores from St. John's Jesuit to meet them at Little Caesars. And the school obviously did not send that out because I mean, that's just not a thing. None of the employees did that, but one of the students hacked in. That story stopped right then and there. And that to me is a problem because that story stopped right then and there. I'm not sure if there were any consequences or if they figured out who did it. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, whoever's doing PR for St. John's, God bless them because they also had the issue with St. Ursula where they had that party when they were supposed to have the party during COVID. But whatever mm-hmm. the case may maybe St. John's has had a history from my understanding and from my perspective my brother being there and me keeping up with Central Catholic High School and St. John's High School to where they hold their legacies which are the students who have had previous family members attend that school up to a certain standard and most of those legacies at Central and at St. John's are all white students for the most part so they get priority they have said rude things they have made rude gestures when I say rude, I mean racial gestures at football games, at basketball games against other schools like Scott High School and Libby High School and other majority black high schools. And they just always kind of like get out of it. Like it's, a, it's like an escape that they get. They have a great education there. From my understanding, like, you know, it's a good atmosphere for young men. But like they always somehow get out of when it comes down to race. I don't know how they get out of it or how they sway it or how they move past it. And this just seems like another case of that. These kids want to be represented in some kind of way. I'm not going to say that it was an appropriate way because I don't know what they were asking for. But they want to be represented and they asked straightforward. And you said back in October, assumedly they asked. And still, they never had any answer. I mean, go straight in and be like, no, you... Listen, my dogs are pissed. (laughs) Damn them. (laughs) Like, go straight in and tell these kids, no, like, you can't do that. But the fact that you don't tell them no, and then they protest, which they probably shouldn't, at the same time, they probably should be protesting. 
I'm totally fine with them protesting. Well, I mean, they can protest, yeah. but like to walk out of school, I mean, great. That I mean, fine. Do what you need to do. But to walk out of school, like I tell my kid, you probably shouldn't walk out of school, but let's protest. Let's find the appropriate way for us to do this. Right. But what that school should not have done, and I'm going to keep my mouth shut after I say this very briefly, is call the GD police. Because yeah. there is never a time in the United yeah. States of America where you call the police on a black man and you have no chance of what the hell could go on after that. Those kids could have been on that school property and been protesting and they could have called the wrong police officers up there, saw them in those t-shirts holding those signs, and it could have gone all bad real quick yep. because that school called the police. That's crap. Yeah. I, you see how good I watched my language during that? Yeah, well done. Thank I'm so you. proud of you, Philip. <laughs> I'll stop, though. Bethany, you want to hop in on this at all? Uh, okay. Um, I'll, I'll say this, coming from somebody that works at another school. Um, our, our school runs differently, um, but there are situations that have to go through administration. I get that. You got to get approval. I got it. But, A, you don't drag your feet mm -hmm. on something like that mm -hmm. for that long. Mm -hmm. You maybe take a week, two at the most, if you got if you have to, to run it by your board, whatever. But you give those kids an answer. And don't, don't hide behind the fact that you don't have an answer. Um, right. And then calling the police on your own students, like, why, why does your principal or superintendent or whoever is in charge not have an authority over those students why do you have to call the police on them yeah like i like, just i just can't, so... you can't handle that situation yeah like the administration like, can't handle that situation i'm sorry like, like step, unless you step tell up me somebody was getting incredibly violent why did you need to call the police first like for, for me like either step outside and have a conversation or just let them do it because there's students there and they're not right. causing any issues like they're just upset about something and if the other students you see them making fun of them and saying mean things about them and calling them racial names then you should know at that point in time that you should do something about this because they then are probably right they're probably right if there are people who are calling them bad names and saying mean things about them because they're outside protesting to be represented and people like Ugh, ugh, See, oh, I man. think you know what? Black I Jesus. I need Black I, Jesus right now. <laughs> I think that a meaningful response to that would have been for the school to allow them to protest on their grounds because it would have been safer for them to do so. You know so what I mean? Correct. Like, I think that that could have yep. been a really meaningful way for this. Instead of to, putting them out on the say, corner of Home Depot right. out in Holland and Sylvania. And, and for the school to potentially say, this really is out of our hands, but we understand our students' frustrations. We want yes. to encourage their exactly. right. We want to encourage their right to protest. And, and I agree with you. The police should have never been called. Ugh. And one other thing that is that is slightly on my mind, I am a little bit sad and I'm curious why there are not more white kids out there. So just because yeah. this is an issue regarding, you know, potential Black Lives Matter or something supporting pro-blackness, that did not mean that it's only the, the, the dozen black students that need to be out there. I don't understand why there were you not there their peers were not out there because those peers listen to the same type of music, Amen. enjoy yeah. the same black culture, enjoy, you know, everything black that everyone else gets to enjoy. But when it comes to a black issue, so, not necessarily representative of the entire nation, because we know black lives matter protests are full of like white allies and things like that. But I just don't understand in this case, why there was it not was more probably because they knew they were going to get in trouble and they didn't support get them in trouble anyway. 
Good trouble. Yeah. Yeah. Let, let me hop in yeah. if, if I can. Uh, maybe some of that goes back to what Philip was, was speaking about, where I know. it is a predominant white culture there, yeah. and they don't know how to interact correctly. I mean, with take their, it that step up, Eric. It's a predominant white culture, predominant white male culture. Uh, excuse but, me for doing yeah, that, but yeah. yeah. The sign says making men great or something there's something that i always kind of making at. men great again no <laughs> i'm sorry uh, no, i think it's like uh, making men for others is the uh, I'm, I'm always like hmm. but i do but wait, i oh, would wait. oh go ahead sorry yeah, yeah yeah so and maybe some of that culture that philip talked about and what his brother went through is still embedded in those hallways so while they mm-hmm. the kids listen to the rap music and they play bat oh, wow how old did i just sound saying that <laughs> they, those kids and maybe they're 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 cordial with those black students but they're not friendly enough they don't have a deep relationship as i have with people who don't look like me and mm-hmm. that can be somewhat challenging, but that is the job of a school to cultivate that. And one more mm-hmm. quick thing. Um, you guys have done all an incredible job. Bethany, your perspective, how TSA would handle it. Philip, your brother being there. Alex getting as many details as we can. Um, and this is a- absolutely superficial. But when I drove by, those kids were just like standing around. They were not misbehaving. They're not. They were not yeah. acting like idiots. They were probably still in their school uniform. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, yeah, their pants. But I think they switched over to like Black Lives Matter shirts. Like they were not being. I, and don't take this, please. This is not meant in the wrong way. They were not acting like ruffians, hooligans. Mm-hmm. They were not disturbing the flow of traffic. They were standing around, if anything, like bored kids. Mm-hmm. So, you, you, the, 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 if anything. Um, I want to go back to the other side of the road, and I will assume that they were also behaving as respectfully over there. So for this thing to, to, to get dusted up like this with police is St. John's, like, blew this all over the place. I mean, but it didn't have to be. If they just let right. them, like, protest on the grounds, exactly. it would have been fine. You know, like, I really fear this situation happening is that this is going to become a thing to where whatever the kids were looking forward to happening, either A, is going to be seen as a big deal or maybe it was going to be seen as inappropriate. But I don't care if it's not a big deal or if it was seen as inappropriate. These kids were looking for representation. They were looking to be seen and heard as a minority within a school full of white men. And they looked to the administration to help them with that and they were ignored. So protesting or not, high five to them for standing up for themselves. I would never in my life look at a child, male, female, black, white, Asian, Indian, whatever the case may be, and say that you were wrong for standing up for yourself and what you thought was right. And I think that hopefully their parents feel the same way, but that school does not encourage that, which blows my blows my mind. Well, and I'll say this, for a, a school that my understanding struggles with enrollment sometimes. Oh, yes. It's because... Especially now they have 7th and 8th grades. Yeah. All of your students. Yeah. So, um, Keep that in mind. Alex Alex and I, since her and I have the most dialogue here uh, on the podcast usually, um, Alex knows that I hate people who don't think, there's no foresight, and mm-hmm. are tone deaf. Like, if people yeah. were a little less tone deaf, they would keep themselves out of tons of situations that that they that they're... <laughs> oh, my God. Jesus. <laughs> I'm not the only one. <laughs> they agree with you, Eric. Sorry, somebody's walking down the stairs. Like there, there's a terrible example or a good example, whichever way you want to look at, mm-hmm. of tone deafness. Like 
every other day in the media. Like, if they just had some awareness, like, this could have been avoided. And uh-huh. that's another disappointing thing here. I understand that it can be hard as what the legacy of your school has been to, to, to properly integrate the cultures and get kids to understand each other when they come from different backgrounds. But you don't even have to do that. All you have to do is had like understood where the year, where the last ten months have been since George Floyd, and if anything, like this is bad PR the other way. The bad PR here was, you know, them not helping the kids. That that's bad. It would have been bad the other way to go. They're black kids. Let them do whatever the fuck they want, like yeah. within the rules. And they couldn't even think to do that. Like, where right. have you been since last May to to not understand that at any point in, in in most of our lives we have to help our black friends? Like they are paramount right now. You and, know, and the school didn't do that. Like, how much would it have killed them to give the kids one day of wearing a shirt? That's my other thing too. Right. Like. Like, it's, why are you fighting so hard to keep this, like, sane order? You have Spirit Week, for crying out loud. You have off days where people wear jerseys because they have a game or there's, like, homecoming or Sadie Hawkins or something like that. Like, give them the day. And, I mean, like, I hate to say it this way, but sometimes you just do it because it's not worth the fight. It's not worth the battle Mm -hmm. by any means at all. And they obviously put up that fight. Like, it's just crazy. It's like it's Black History Month. It's it's Black yeah. History Month though. Right. So right. like those in, in any traditional school, the at my old high school, because they're tearing it down. I'm so sad. They did like a video, and we could see the murals in the hallway where people were making murals that said "Yes, we can" and "I have a dream." Yeah. Just because it doesn't say anything about blackness in it, doesn't mean it's not a term that is literally um, sig- signifies. You know. Uh, pro-blackness or black excellence or just a a notion or a movement that supports the black people in equity and equality. But this one says Black Lives Matter, so it's like, let's all be afraid of it. Um, But I I just, I agree. I just think it's um, it's a misstep and it's unfortunate. And I hope that there's more people that will support this than will criticize it because what those kids did was something that me as an adult, I can't even find the courage to do sometimes when I'm the minority in the room and I need to, I mean, Eric, you know this, there are many times where I'm completely insecure because I'm like, is this too black? Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Or is I'm the minority in the room? Am I going to get judgment? Am I, is, am I going to get pushback from this? So these kids did something really brave and they went out uh-huh. on the road and they're taking the criticism. And now that it's making news media, they're going to see a slew of comments and people's opinions that are going to be really hurtful. Nasty. It's very yeah. uh, they're, nasty. They're probably on the post that I shared of Jaden's um, on the other side. And it might not happen because it's a Friday, but there is a possibility depending on what unfolds with details in the next handful of hours, this becomes a national, national. story. Yep. And yeah, those I'm kids sure. are sitting with Gail on Tuesday you know what's funny? If it becomes a national story and the school for some reason never reached out to diocese about this, first of all, diocese would never say anything, but that has got to be embarrassing because I also think it's really, it's really hard for me to see right now in the situation that's going on in the world that the diocese would not have gone back to St. John's and said, you can or cannot have these but shirts. It's not, it's not even that, guys. Like, the biggest mistake, they called the police. They called yeah. the police. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. That is that is the biggest mistake. <laughs> yeah. You were so right, Beth. Come on, Bethany. Come on, little white girl. You better. I, I thought that from the outset. Yeah, yeah, Like, adults, everybody's going to make mistakes. These are bad mistakes. And I mean, like, not figuring out. Like, like, my compromise I keep rolling around in my head is it's like, okay, 
we can't we don't want to do black lives matter because it's just going to be it's going to create too much drama let's do st john supports black history month and every fucking kid in the school gets a shirt yeah nice that would have been great that's a brilliant idea not letting the students get shirts or whatever whatever like that's bad but you need to fix yourself but calling the police on your own students yeah you know what I know a lot of Why? TPD. I really hope one of the brown, Latina, black, whatever officers mm-hmm. showed up and looked at those kids and said, go across the street because we're not doing this today. Well, what we're not going to do is call the police on black people today. Go across the street. Right. What we're not going to do is waste the police's time on the yes. fact that there are kids standing outside peacefully protesting. I, I want to wrap this up in a couple of minutes. So, and we'll, uh, Alex, we'll get to the Juwan stuff on, on Monday. Um, and anything okay. Bethany and Philip want to wrap up with, but just one last thought on this. I'm going to guess and hope that um, the police did exactly that, regardless of what color those police officers were. And speaking of being aware, I'll I'll speculate that the police did show up. And Philip, I think what you and Bethany alluded to there, they showed up and saw the the school called the police on a bunch of black kids and the TPD was like, we're not doing this. No, Listen. Because we don't want to be the story. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Like, you just can't, you just can't. I'm sorry. Uh, you just can't call the police on black kids. Not when they're not doing anything wrong. It's just, uh, it's just not a thing today. Bethany, weekend plans. Weekend plans. Sanders is competing tomorrow in person hey. for the first time this year. Yay. Let's go, Arrows. I know we're going down to, uh, Seaton to, to compete. It's our only in-person competition this year, so we're really excited about that. Good luck, Morgan Melkert. <laughs> oh, <Yeah>. Jesus. <laughs> Sunny says good luck. Alex, weekend plans? Um, I'm going to Sephora to find some fucking retinol cream for my fine lines on my face. Girl, listen. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, that that's you, my only goal. The I fact that you can even go makeup. to... Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, I've spent all of my makeup money on skincare because that's all I can do right now. <laughs> um, Philly, are you jealous? Are jealous? You? Yeah, I am because I can't go to any retail stores. can't go anywhere. Oh. Alex. <laughs> yeah. You're probably lot- saving so much money, though. The, Whatever. the lines, is that like is that like, uh, what is it, like old age lines? or? Yeah, it's on my forehead. Mm. So I'm, I'm not frowning too much. I'm like surprised too much. So like every... <laughs> Everybody <laughs> make. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, I'm serious. Everybody, right now, make a surprise face with your eyebrows raised. That line on your forehead is what I'm trying to fucking correct I before I hit the Botox. Wrinkles. I was born with forehead wrinkles. My, my, my four-month-old child has forehead wrinkles. Like, Alex. When what? you said, I'm surprised too much, my mind was all the stuff between twins, coronavirus, Black Lives Matter movement, Donald Trump. Like, I'm, I'm just watching, like, all these things surprised. All of a sudden, your face is like, oh! And then okay. let's add in there my reaction. Thomas, what the fuck? Put the sword down. Put the sword down. <laughs> By the way, I got him a samurai sword. That's what I'm referring to. Yeah. He's almost cut himself multiple times and or so the cat. can you really get mad if you got it for him? <laughs> no, I think it's still adorable. And, and I, encouraged, <laughs> I encouraged it. Um, and yes, Bethany, you did. I, if you asked me like where you have the most skin problems, I would totally say your forehead because it's the biggest part of your skin. 
Oh my <laughs> god. Oh my god. <laughs> on her face. <laughs> yeah, like her whole I would body. say I would say um, Bethany and I share the uh, common trait of having big old knockers, and that's the biggest that part too. of our skin. <laughs> um, Philip, what are you doing this weekend? Nothing again. I mean, nothing. I'm not allowed to go outside till April 12th. So oh. I'm just going to watch. You know what I'm about to do? First of all, I'm going to watch WandaVision. And then I'm going to watch Servant on Apple TV+. And then I'm going to uh, watch Independence Day. Because like we have like this new star thing on Disney+. Plus. So I'm going to watch Independence Day and watch them blow some, some stuff up. Cool. What are you doing this weekend, Eric? What's uh, your life like? It, I, the girl from a couple weeks ago, we're hanging out tonight. Uh, Ooh. Okay. Um... You might want to actually shower. <laughs> I, did, I did yesterday. Um, per, perhaps I'll go to Josh's and get another shower in today. And uh, I, I, the shower should be fully constructed today. It looks and good. Then, yeah. Just so they're they're grouting today. They have to put the door up, and that, and then the uh, the faucet. That's it. So I have to <gasps> let it dry door. over the weekend. Monday, they have to seal the, the the tiles on the floor, and then Tuesday, I think I can take a shower. Good. I want to see the door. Can you text it to me? Uh, yeah, I think I can take. Well, I can send you the door. Uh, mm -hmm. What it looks Online. like. But mm -hmm. yeah. But um, like, how long ahead. has it been? It's it's been two months. Two months. No, it's it been this like is, three weeks. Yeah, the, this is the third, oh. this is the third full week. I have no like use of time with my current <laughs> lifestyle, so I'm so really? sorry. <laughs> Second. I'm so happy that this this thing with this girl's working out well. Like, I mean, is it working out well, or is it just like getting you by currently? Like, what what's happening? Well, it's it's good. I'm I'm going extremely slowly with it. You know, no expectations, and she's got some stuff going on, so it's mm -hmm. it's all fine. With the exception of the nearly broken merchandise. Oh. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it survived, though. It survived. Yeah, it and I mean, stronger. You, you both learned something that night. You both learned something, and it's fine. It won't happen again. <laughs> I'm sure. Was there a conversation that happened about the situation? Like afterwards, you mean? Yeah. Yes, and I, I teach her about it still now. Oh, that's <laughs> keep, keep doing that. She said she brought it up with her therapist. Wow. Oh, oh, sis was scarred. Why did you scar her like that on the first date? <laughs> no. Oh, oh. She might she might have like some emotional scars. I'm the one that nearly had physical scars or removal. You know what's funny about this, Eric? I thought about this last week before we got off the phone. Is that she did that with somebody else at some point in time, and like she rocked their world. So maybe you just need to step it up. I'm just saying. I know. I know. I know. <laughs> All right, everybody. Have a good weekend. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.